This is episode two of season two, Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, featuring Judith Bershaw, founder of Kishu Charcoal, a plastic-free water filtration system. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. Do you love the crisp, clean taste of filtered water? Maybe you go so far as to have one of those bulky plastic water filtration systems where the filter needs to be changed every few months. Or maybe you buy bottled water that has electrolytes added, or ones that come from reserves in faraway places like Fiji and Iceland. Americans use 50 million plastic water bottles in a year, and only 9% of that is recycled. Some of the foremost water filtration companies net $200 million in revenue every year. It's clear that people want to drink clean water, but that all of our solutions center around plastic. That was the same plight that Judith Bershaw, the founder of Kishu Charcoal, had when she started to research how to filter her water without plastic. I was using the Brita for many, many years. I'm a passionate water drinker, and I also live in a very dry climate. I got in the habit of drinking just tremendous amounts of water, and I was using the Brita religiously for many, many years because I had become quite aware of the problems with plastic. The Brita is completely plastic container, and the filter itself is a plastic container housing activated carbon, which can't be recycled properly. I just decided one day about 10 years ago that I wasn't going to use it anymore. Let's step back for a moment because I want to set the stage for what you're about to learn. Definitely, plastic pollution is a problem, and there are some filter systems that can help because they replace hundreds of water bottles by their use. However, they're still made out of plastic, and they're imperfect to recycle. Even though there are companies like TerraCycle that have started to work with companies like Brita to recycle the materials, it still represents less than 9% of actual materials being recycled. So... What did Judith do when she realized that she wanted to ditch the plastic and still drink tasty clean water? She started to do some research on what was inside the Brita filter that was actually, well, filtering her water. Let's let Judith tell about her thoughts in that moment and what she discovered. And then after a couple of weeks, I thought to myself, well, now what are you going to do? And then I said, well, what was working in there? And I did some research and that's how I learned about activated charcoal, activated carbon, which are used interchangeably. Activated charcoal is used in some form in every water filter device and or system in the world. So every city in the world uses some form of activated carbon. Most of that comes from coconut shell material, which is readily available. Coconut shells heated to a very high temperature creates a form of activated charcoal. But here's the kicker. Not all activated charcoal is equal, however, in its ability to bond with toxins, which is what activated carbon does. It bonds with toxins, principally metals, in water. Now, here's the fun part. Knowing what she knew about charcoal and what it would take to figure out a solution to this problem, Judith dug in deeper. So where can I, where can I get a hold of activated charcoal? And I did some research and found out that the Japanese have been making this finest form, 97% pure carbon, for hundreds of years. 
However, there's a reason that you haven't heard of Japanese plastic-free versions of water filtration systems. But in Japan, they don't use it for water filtration. The reason they were making they it was for? for cooking. They make it. They oh. make this fabulous material to grill a certain type of of highly sought after, very expensive beef. Ah, the Japanese and their exquisite beef. However, we're not here to talk about the Japanese's amazing culinary skills. We're here to talk about H two O. So I I found this out. The Japanese make this make this fine form, and it's in a solid stick. And somehow, I don't even remember how I came. I was able to get a hold of a stick from Japan, and mm-hmm. I stuck it in my in my old Brita because I didn't have another pitcher yet. And I put tap water in and waited a little while, like a couple of hours, and the water tasted so delicious and remarkably different. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And like all great founders, Judith had her aha moment. So then、oh, I used、cool. it for I used it for a little while, and then it dawned on me. Well, if I felt that way about the Brita, maybe a lot of other people do, and that was the genesis of the company. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Organic Basics. This episode of Trash Talking with Eco Warriors is brought to you by Organic Basics. The fashion industry is a dirty bastard. Organic Basics is changing that. We believe that washing your clothing less is something that will have a deep impact, seeing that it's two thirds of the environmental impact is done in the consumption phase. That's Christopher Emanuel, co-founder and co-CEO of Organic Basics, a Danish company looking to change the fashion industry by helping consumers to wash their clothing less. The better we are at helping our customers at washing their clothes better, the more we can lower our impact together. And that's been a big mission since we started out Organic Basics in 2015. Not only do we try to help people wash smarter, we've actually also developed a fabric called SilverTech, which has an antibacterial washing treatment that is Blue Science certified, and so it minimizes the bacteria on the fabric, and thereby you can actually wear your clothes for longer. If we could just cut in half the washing needed, it's a huge impact it will have in the end. So most people wash their clothes on、uh, their underwear on a daily basis because that's how our underwear is built. But we believe that building smarter underwear, we can limit that impact. Want more tips on how you can minimize your impact by washing smart and washing less? Stay tuned to the very end to hear more from Christopher and Organic Basics. We're in the midst of hearing about how Judith went from being tired of using plastic to starting to turn her solution around into a waste-free water filtration system that she could sell to anyone. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, what the heck is Kishu charcoal and how does it work? Kishu charcoal is a green way to filter water using a solid stick of activated charcoal instead of granules in a filter like the Brita. Kishu charcoal is a solid stick of activated charcoal, and it's actually 97% pure carbon. It is more comprehensive than any activated charcoal that's ever been created. However, it is not in a granular form, so it takes a little while to work. I don't know about you, but that just leaves me with more questions. What is Kishu charcoal made out of? Where does it come from? And how does it get into the state where it can create pure filtered water just by dropping it in your glass? I Was able to find、um, someone in Japan 
an artisan. It's all made by artisans in a very old tradition. They're in a, an area called Wakayama, a very wooded sort of tropical area of the island. It's very remote. It's very hard to get to. <laughs> it's just lovely. And it's, you know, it's an artisanal, it's an artisan tradition. So not everybody can or does want to undertake this. Huge outdoor handmade kilns packed tightly with tree branches. A certain type of oak tree branch is what's used to make this. Packed so tightly that there's, there's almost no air that can circulate. Lit very slowly. The kiln is lit very slowly. And over about a week's time, the temperature rises to almost a thousand degrees. And that process turns those tree branches into this shrunken, hardened, dense, 97% pure activated carbon. Just by smell and the color of the smoke, the artisans are able to figure out when the material is ready. That They open this door, which they've used mortar to close shut, open the door and take out piece by piece, which is red hot, and bury it in mounds of ash from previous burning. And then they, they cut it to a certain size because they use a box that has become standard. So they cut the branches to a certain size. You can even see the tree rings on the end of every kishu stick. So I've actually lived in Kenya and the organization that I worked with produced something called EcoBricks. It was something that they wanted to use to help reduce the native trees that are cut down for fuel and cooking. And I may have also spent a little too much time on YouTube watching this Aussie guy on primitive technology television make things similar. So I was pretty familiar with what this process looks like, but the artisan group that Judith works with just takes things to a whole nother level. You're probably wondering, just like how I was, how Judith even came to care about the environment so much that she wanted to pursue this as a business. Since Earth Day, you know, you probably weren't even born then. But I was. <laughs> it's just always been a part of my life, recycling and, and buying appropriate material as possible. And, you know, things have gotten in many ways much better, but in other ways much worse. I mean, I see the, the huge growth of the deliverable food business, and I just can't imagine the amount of waste. And why tackle water? probably hundreds of millions, maybe as many as 700 million of those casings are trashed every year. 700 million. But that's not Judith's only gripe with this industry. So not only is it the plastic, it's also what's inside because it's not very good quality material. So on two fronts, I'm providing a superior product, which is also plastic-free. Even the sleeve that we, we house it in is compostable. It wasn't all good news for Judith, though. There may have been several difficulties that the growing demand and popularity of Kisho charcoal has actually created. Most of this material stays in Japan and is used for grilling, for cooking. It's very hard to come by. And as my business has grown, we are having tremendous problems getting enough supply. How I'm going to uh, address the increasing demand for, for Kishu charcoal at this point, impenetrable. There's no, there's really no way for me to increase the amount of material I get. So it's going to be a huge challenge going forward. Wait, but she has a solution, right? However, I am creating a brand new product. 
but I can't talk about it yet. Ack, Judith, killing me with the teaser. I've actually been in touch with Judith several times since we recorded this episode to see if the news has been announced, but I've been told to just hang on tight. This is something you may not have read about Judith anywhere, but it's something that I love talking about with my guests. While Judith was trying to build her charcoal business, she actually started her store out of her mom's backyard and did some other work on the side. I was selling real estate, and that's done largely as independent contractors. So I could be flexible, and my mother helped out tremendously. You know, I did all the washing and cutting and boiling, and she did a lot of the packaging. Yeah, it was just a joint effort. And then um, eventually I grew out of uh, her backyard <laughs> and, and was able to rent a space and hire people. I have two employees. Judith used to sell her products at different chain supermarkets, which I will leave unnamed, but she was subsequently dropped. So she had to pivot and figure out where else she could find her sales. I worked oh, really? in Whole Foods in the beginning, Whole Foods locally, but I don't have enough material to supply Whole Foods nationally, mm-hmm. and they only buy nationally now. And um, no, it's I mostly sell online, and uh, Amazon is just beyond. I, we cannot keep up with demand. Judith has had some other less predictable challenges as well. As I said, my supply has just been limited, and there were some typhoons that struck Japan in late fall and wiped out several of my artisans' kilns or damaged them. Since October, we have been not able to supply the inventory needs that our customers are requiring or asking for. So one of my artisans, I helped fund the building of a new kiln. So I will have special, I hope, status such that um, my supplies, when it finally comes online, in a, which will be in the next couple of weeks, should be significantly better than what they are now. It's a bit disheartening to think that a system like this can never really be used throughout the world in every home because of its artisanal nature. But what I think is really interesting is to hear Judith explain the situation, why it's so complex. And also, she doesn't seem to be phased or worried about all the minor setbacks and issues. I was in in distribution through food distributors in the U.S. who wanted to take me to the next level. But I don't, I don't have the kind of inventory that could supply small or even large like Whole Foods, natural grocery stores. I probably never will. I mean, there just yeah. isn't enough material made in Japan that's of this quality because every kiln burning produces an X number, let's say 30 cases of material. Only one or two will be of quality enough for water. Because of the way the kiln burning takes place, I mean, and their objective was never to make pristine pieces. So if the pieces have cracks in them, such that they will flake enormously when put in water, they're not viable for water filtration use. They're only viable for Mm. cooking. Judith is not only fueling an ancient Japanese art form of charcoal making, but she's also really partnered and invested in her artisans. This is all done in handmade kilns by these artisans, it takes years to learn how to do this. I mean, I toyed with the idea of having one one of the artisans come over and build a kiln in the U.S. and teach people. But I met artisans in Japan who had been apprenticing for five years and still were not ready. So, no. (laughs) That's unfortunate. 
Well, no, maybe it isn't unfortunate. Maybe, I mean, that's the beauty of it. I have um, worked very closely with a water scientist at a Colorado State University soil plant water lab who's done all my testing. And that's why I know what it does and how well it works. So it, it isn't just someone's harebrained concept. And all of that data is on my website um, under a, a tab we call science so people can actually see how well it works. My only question left for Judith is, what does the name of her company mean? Where did you get the name Kishu from? Oh, I love that question. The old name of Wakayama Prefecture was Kishu. And when I learned that, I thought, oh, I love that because it sounds like kiss you. What could be nicer? (laughs) (laughs) And on every label, there's a symbol. It's the symbol of the king of charcoal. If you look at it, you can see top of it looks like a crown, the top of the symbol. And then underneath the crown is a, a letter R almost. And that represents the kiln. And beneath that, is another part of the symbol that looks like a wishbone with two little dots on either side, and that represents the tree and the burning. Follow Judith and Kishu Charco on Instagram. Judith has been working on her new product for almost two years, and I can't wait to see what she's created. If you're interested in trying out Kishu Charco for yourself, you can purchase it directly on Judith's website or on Amazon. It's a pretty incredible yet simple solution to having delicious plastic-free water, and I definitely recommend it. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, good news. We're now on Anchor and they offer listener support on their platform. So you can make a contribution towards supporting this content and more amazing stories to come for as little as a dollar a month. While it may not seem like much, this project is completely self-supported and every contribution counts. Also, keep writing in with your amazing stories. I love reading them and they really do help shape the direction of the podcast. Tune in again next week where we'll be back with more trash talking with Eco Warriors. This is Barbara Lee. Thanks for listening and stay green. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And have they been open to this concept and idea of what you're making and what you're using their charcoal for? Oh, sure. You know, they love they love it because it's recognition of their of hard work and industry. And if they could make more for me, they would. And now, a final word from our sponsor, Organic Basics. Listen to the very end, not just because it's a good story, but Organic Basics is giving trash-talking listeners free international shipping on their first order. We're back with Christopher Emanuel, one of the founders of Organic Basics, who's about to tell us more about how his company is changing the fashion industry. The higher degrees you use, the more energy you will use. So we try to tell people, always wash cold when it's possible. Hang your clothes to dry, don't use the dryer because that uses a lot of energy too. And and some of the most harmful in this process is actually done to the fabric and the clothes itself. Wearing clothes doesn't wear out clothes that much, but washing them is really tough on the fabric. So the more gentle you can be on the fabric, the longer it will last. Don't use any bleach or anything that's also very rough on the fabric. You think of it as what it is it's a fiber and the more rough you are on the fiber the shorter it will last how does christopher believe companies like organic basics can make a positive impact so working in the fashion industry we of course look at the biggest area 
where we can have a, an impact. And the washing that we do has a huge negative impact on the environment. So obviously the, the wear more, wash less collection is a big step for us and a big step for our consumers because they can actually wear a t-shirt for four days without having bad odors. That has a huge impact. It's four times less they would need to wash this t-shirt than a normal t-shirt. So in Organic Basics, we try to help our customers in the best way to lower their impact. And one of the things we've done is uh, with our silver tech collection, where we tell people to wear more, wash less. It's an antibacterial fabric that you can read more about on our website, organicbasics.com. Interested in how you can wear more and wash less? Check out organicbasics.com slash trash talking to find out more. And just for listeners of Trash Talking, receive a special discount on your first order. Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more Trash Talking with Eco Warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Code.